honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets, and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table, cast on skillets, good and hot, watch it steam and crack and pop, cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Good morning, and welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table, a show dedicated to the people of our community who produce, preserve, and prepare our regional foods. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. That cute little theme song you just heard was performed and arranged by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's gotten to be very popular, and she's even sung on the Grand Old Opry. We're really proud of this young woman, and even more proud to say that she's from Monroe County, Tennessee. Today, we have a guest named Rachel McCormick. She's a busy working mom of two boys, living here in Knoxville, Tennessee, and she is a great cook. She combined a couple of recipes to come up with a really good turkey recipe, because money is tight, and after Thanksgiving, these turkeys are on sale. So I hope that this will be a helpful recipe for you. I also have a good list of people and organizations that are helping with all of our neighbors affected by the wildfires and the tornado. I got some really neat Christmas music, too, from Larry Sparks and Johnny Cash. Just want to say thank you so much for tuning in here with us today. I so appreciate your good company. Now let's get started. And I should let you know, too, there's nothing wrong with your radio. I recorded Rachel's interview in mono, so it's not stereo. So if it doesn't sound as high fidelity as we might be used to. Today we're talking to Rachel McCormick. Thanks so much for letting me come to your house. Oh, no problem at all. Great to have you. I was um, talking and asking about turkey. Mm-hmm. And your dad piped up and said, oh, you got to talk to my daughter. Yes. So your dad, Rick Brooks, I met him at some event, um, really brags on it. So you must have some kind of good recipe. I have a very good recipe. It's very easy. Um, I got asked to do Thanksgiving, it was about first or second year that we were here. And I went, well, I've got to make this fantastic turkey. You know, what do I need to do? And so I've searched through all my cookbooks. I went online and the one that sounded the most easy, both easy and also just good was Alton Brown's brining recipe. And so I looked at that and I said, well, but it doesn't do anything to the skin. And so then I looked some more and I found Martha Stewart's, um, she had a very elaborate recipe, but there was one little part where she said, if you take cheesecloth, white wine, butter, and herb de Provence, 
that. You drape it over that. You don't have to touch the turkey after that. It's, it sounds kind of fuss-free a little bit. It so. is extremely fuss-free. <laughs> other, other than getting the, the turkey in and out of your container out of the brining process, that's, that's the, it's extremely fuss-free. So. Wow. So you combine two recipes to mm -hmm. come up with your super recipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call East Tennessee ingenuity right there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so... Um, the first, so you were asked to bring a turkey. So what was the occasion? Well, this was Thanksgiving, and we were doing it in our tiny little home. <laughs> and so I went, well, I've got to have something that's easy that I can do other things at the same time because I can't, I can't stand over an oven and be worrying about the turkey and about 12 other sides. So yes. I said I need something that I can do and not worry about. So, okay. um, but yeah, we do it usually for every Thanksgiving. Occasionally we'll do it for Christmas, but most of the time it's... It's Thanksgiving every year, so. Okay. Well, I was thinking here with um, Thanksgiving being over, all these turkeys are on sale. Yes. So I was thinking, okay, I'm going to get one of these sale turkeys and follow your recipe and cook that for Christmas. Tell me about your brining process. Well, the, the whole point of brining is that when, when if you don't brine something, like a, a turkey or chicken, um, Muscle fibers will have moisture in them already, but when you cook them, some of that moisture is going to leak out, and so that that's why it tends to lead to a dry, you know, breast meat or something along those lines. Yeah. However, when you brine it, you're essentially putting more moisture into that muscle fiber through using salts and sugars usually, and then you add other things as well if you want to add spices or herbs, and it those muscle fibers leach onto that um, moisture, and then when you cook it, moisture does leak out, but then more moisture is still in there, so it stays moist, wow. so. That makes such sense. Mm -hmm. Well, and so that's why your dad says, always moist, always, I the turkey's have, good. I've never had a problem with it. I've done it every, you know, eight years now, and I've never had a problem, so. Oh, good. So, how do you make your brine? What goes in it? Uh, it usually has a cup of kosher salt, a half a cup of light brown sugar, a gallon of vegetable stock, um, a tablespoon of black peppercorns, a half tablespoon of allspice berries, a half a tablespoon of candied ginger, and a gallon of ice water. Okay. And I usually get my spices from Three Rivers Market because I don't want to pay $15 for a jar I'm only going to use once a year. <laughs> yes. So I, this year I spent about $4 on my spices. So. Oh, women after my own heart. <laughs> yeah, thrifty. I mean, we got to save money. Mm -hmm, yes. Mm -hmm. And wow. you just, uh, everything but the ice water you put in a stock pot and just cook it until everything dissolves other than the peppercorns and the uh, allspice and the... Uh, ginger and then you let it cool and then you I get a I bought a paint bucket when you're at Lowe's and um, we, that's only for the turkey and, um, and then you put the, your turkey in there and you pour all the brine and the water on top and if you're like me and your refrigerator is not going to hold a five gallon bucket um, we put uh, cling wrap and then um uh, aluminum foil, and then we put it in the car overnight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so for the cold car. In the cold car. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, so do, when you put that brine all together, do you have to make it come to a boil or just kind of... Just boil? until it dissolves. Oh, okay. Yeah, until the uh, sugar and the salt dissolve. Okay. And so. Do you have to cool it completely before... You want to at least cool it to room temperature because okay. that ice water, I usually will take a... Um, 
I'll put a gallon of water in the refrigerator and then I'll put some ice cubes in it uh, when I put the turkey in it. So it, everything stays cool. But mm-hmm. with the salt in there, it us- those ice cubes kind of keep everything cool as well. So. Oh, good. And then you, I usually brine it between six to eight hours. We usually have lunch and so I'll make, I'll put the turkey in uh, the bucket around 10, 30, 11 at night. So. Wow. And then you just leave it alone. The recipe says that you have to turn the turkey. I've never had a problem with it. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Boy, that'd be messy. It is a bit messy. <laughs> that, that is probably the messiest part, is getting the turkey out of the bucket and into your sink. <laughs> I bet. So, I bet it's a lot of uh, kind of being on best behavior when talking to your spousal unit. I usually do at the <laughs> <laughs> I usually will uh, manage to lift the bucket up to the sink and pour out a lot of the stock and then take the turkey out <laughs> so, and rinse it off and dry it. So. Oh, okay. So you do you like rinse the... So I guess the cavity is empty when yeah, you're soaking ca- it. Yeah, the cavity is completely empty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then when you take it out, you're going to rinse everything off because they'll have some residue from the, the berries or if you've got, if you make homemade stock... It might have some vegetable uh, particles on it, so you just rinse it off and then you pat it dry. Okay. So, and it will turn this very light blue color, Ooh. so that you're doing it right. Oh, good. So, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> if it turns any other color, you did something wrong. <laughs> so. That's a good tidbit. Yeah. <laughs> if you've just joined us, you're listening to an interview with Rachel McCormick. She's a local lady here in Knoxville who really can cook, and I appreciate her sharing her brine turkey recipe with us here today on the Tennessee Farm Table. When we come back, she's going to finish it off and tell us how to cook it. She's got this neat little trick that's not a lot of trouble, and it really makes that turkey good. All right, now let's join back up here with Rachel and hear how she finishes out this turkey. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes in part from Magpie's Bakery in downtown North Knoxville, just one block north of Broadway on North Central Street, and Magpie's West at the Village Exchange Shopping Center, just east of Calhoun's on Bearden Hill. Magpie's Bakery can accommodate most budgets and styles with a full selection of ready-made designs, or they can create custom designs for your special event. Magpie's is in full swing of holiday orders with piled high apple pie, Hazel's pumpkin pie, pumpkin cheesecake, old-fashioned apple stack cake, chocolate flourless tort, sour cream pecan streusel coffee cake, and new this year, the almond joyous pie. Always a full line of festive cookies and cupcakes at magpiescakes.com. Since 1992, Magpie's Cakes. All butter, all the time. I just wanted to find out a little more about Rachel and how she got so into cooking. And here's what she said. So, okay, you've, you've done your turkey. Your turkey's been brined. And, and then and what next? And then you're going to um, probably want to trust the turkey where you tie it up to make sure the, the legs and the wings aren't flying out. <laughs> Alton Brown has an excellent uh, video online that you can use, and he uses purple string so it's easy to see. Oh, that's a great idea. Um, and then you want to put the aromatics in, which is an X, and this isn't hard at all. It's a one red apple cut into you know half or quarters, uh, half an onion, a cinnamon stick, 
and then a cup of water and you put all of that together in a microwave for about five minutes and then you stuff it in there okay. um, just to kind of get it within those aromatics. So. Oh, and put that there in the cavity? In the cavity. So Cool. And you don't put a bunch of butter in there and all that mess? Mm -hmm. Nope. The butter is on that cheesecloth and white wine and herb de Provence. So. so you got your aromatics in that cavity. Tell me about that cheesecloth thing again. How do you do that? I just go get a, a bag of cheesecloth. I find it at Kroger, you know, wherever. It's usually in the um, kitchen instrument section. Um, I cut off enough to cover the turkey. You don't have to fold it up. It's just one single layer. You melt the butter. It's um, half a stick of butter, a cup of white wine, and a couple of pinches of Herbe de Provence. And you get that all melted together, and then you put it in, uh, soak the cheesecloth in it for a minute or two, and then you drape it over the turkey. That white wine part, what kind of wine do you use? You need to use a very dry white wine. Um, if you don't use a, a dry white wine, we found this out the hard way, use a sweet wine, it will burn the skin. The turkey is still fine, but it, it is very dark. Um, so you need to be very careful about that. That's hilarious. I'm glad to know. Yes. <laughs> that sounds so easy. It's extremely easy. And then um, in order to cook it, you turn up your oven to 500 degrees and you roast it for 30 minutes and then you turn it down to 350 and you let it set till in there until it's done. I've got um, a, I think it's a Pyrex meat thermometer, digital meat thermometer that you put in there and it um, will tell you exactly how cold it is or how warm it is and I just wait till it gets to 160. Oh, okay. So. When it's at 160. In the breast. Yeah. In, in the breast. Mm -hmm. So you stick that meat thermometer and it says 160, so do you pull it out of the oven? Or yeah, yeah. It, once it hits 160 on my meat thermometer, I usually will pull it out of the oven um, and then I just cover it with, I take the cheesecloth off and cover it with foil. So right. Usually by then it takes me about half an hour to get to my parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> but even then it's still warm, it's still juicy, and oh, it's great. So. And just kind of been resting and ready it's to been ready. Mm -hmm. So what size turkey do you usually cook? We usually have a lot of people this year. We did a 24-pound turkey. My goodness, that's <laughs> so big. It's a very large bird. But um, it that brine will do a small bird to a huge bird like that. Okay. So. For ballpark, about how long does a big 24-pound turkey take to cook? Uh, it took about four hours. Okay. So. That's, hey. What's your opinion? Fresh turkey, frozen. What do you go for? I've had a frozen every year just because, once again, it's cheaper. Yeah. I mean, if you can, um, you need, I think it's, for every pound, you need, I think it's six hours to defrost. I'm not, don't mm -hmm. quote me on that. Uh -huh. um, I know my turkey took about six days to defrost. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good to know way ahead of time. Yeah, so if you do get a frozen turkey and you get a really big turkey, you need at least a week to defrost it. I see. Um, and, and for family getting in and out of the refrigerator, don't you dare mess with that turkey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, goodness gracious, Rachel McCormick. Yes. Thank you so much for being Oh, no problem. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. No well, problem at all. You so how'd you get so into cooking? Um, actually, my mother required us to cook a meal once a week when we were young. Um, as uh, when we, I guess I was about eight or nine. Um, first, it was you had to come help me make a meal, and she'd have us read the recipe to her, and we, or you know, we chop something up, something that was easy for you know little kids to do. And then as we got older, it progressively got 
harder and harder to do. You know, now you have to pick a recipe for us to have this week. And then it was, okay, well, now you have to pick a recipe and make it yourself. And then when we got old enough to drive, it was, you now have $5, you have to make a meal for four, or you have $20, make a meal for four. And her only other requirement was it can't be the same thing each week. So I was a little more adventurous in my uh, cuisine. <laughs> so I like to make fried rice and, you know, ask what my mom would make. And um, I do lasagnas and, you know, whatever the cook, you know, I'd look through cookbooks or online. And whereas my brother was, we'd have pizza one week, we'd have spaghetti the next. <laughs> and then interchange it. But they were all from scratch. <laughs> so... And you have been listening to an interview with our neighbor, Rachel McCormick, and her delicious turkey recipe. I hope that you like that recipe there. I'm going to try it for our Christmas dinner. Coming up, I've got a pretty good list of organizations that are offering help to the people who have suffered from all the wildfires and the tornado. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes to you in part by Kenner Tree Care. Family owned and operated out of Louisville, Tennessee. Kenner Tree Care is proud to support this type of local community broadcasting. A certified arborist insured for your protection, offering removal of dead or problem trees, tree pruning, storm emergencies, tree care, soil conditioning, and tree and stump removal. Contact Kenner Tree Care by phone at 865-686-8344 or by Facebook. Kenner Tree Care. Tree Care, Nature's Play. And now I have a pretty good list of different organizations and groups that are helping our neighbors who have suffered so much from the wildfires and the tornadoes. And I know we have a lot of people who listen outside of the area. And if you're hearing this and really want to help the people of this area, here are just a few places that are good places where your money will be well used. The East Tennessee Foundation Neighbor to Neighbor Disaster Relief Fund will help the victims of the tornado and wildfire disasters. More information at easttennesseefoundation.org. And dollywoodfoundation.org is committed to helping the families that are affected by the wildfires by giving them $1,000 a month for six months to help them get back on their feet. Again, that's dollywoodfoundation.org. Red Cross has a really easy way to help. It is in increments of $10, and it involves sending a text to Red Cross with this in the body of the text, the number is 90999. What happens is they'll add a $10 donation to your telephone bill. If you're interested in donating items or volunteering, TEMA Call Center is open from 8 o'clock a.m. until 8 o'clock p.m., area code 865-586-4483. If you'd like to help the Sevier County Fire Victim Recovery Effort by signing up online to volunteer, the website for that is volunteeretn.org. If you didn't get all that information, I have it all listed at tennesseefarmtable.com under the link that says listen to the show.
Thank you so much for your great company here today on the Tennessee Farm Table. Hope you can join us again right back here next Saturday at 9 a.m. on the radio dial at WDVX.com out of Knoxville or anytime on our podcast, TennesseeFarmTable.com. Our theme song was written by myself and sung, arranged, and performed by Emmy Sunshine of East Tennessee. More information about Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. That is spelled T-H-E-E-M-I Sunshine.com. We hope you'll reach out and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and also our podcast on TennesseeFarmTable.com. And please tell your friends about us. We want to say thank you to WDVX Radio out of Knoxville, Tennessee. They are a true community-supported radio station that does not receive funding from universities or government agencies. The community and businesses support WDVX. Through an agreement with WDVX, they are our media partner, and the Tennessee Farm Table Show is broadcast on that station every Saturday at 9 a.m. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.